I'm Peter Bonham McNess, and he is Chris Lang, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. And a warm welcome to you, Chris. Well, thank you, Peter. I uh, appreciate being here. Obviously, commercial property markets around Australia fluctuate over time. Why is it the Melbourne market appears to perform rather more consistently? Well, it's interesting. Despite the difficulties caused by the global financial crisis, it was also rather revealing as far as the capital city office markets were concerned. And the chart from CBRE Research, which you can download below, showed that Melbourne had by far the most balanced market with a pretty even spread across all the sectors of the economy. Now, for a number of years now, I've been trying to explain that Melbourne has a far greater stability than most other capital cities. And my reasoning has been that Melbourne enjoys a far more diverse tenancy mix. However, there's never really been any definitive analysis to clearly confirm the particular assertion that I've made, and that is until this formal research came out. And as you can see from the chart, every CBD other than Melbourne has a significant exposure to one specific market sector. Now, in Sydney, you've got finance and insurance. In Brisbane, you've got mining, manufacturing and construction. In Perth, you've got mining, manufacturing and construction as well. And in Canberra, interestingly, you've got information technology. So you've got at least one, probably two major exposures in the in the marketplace. Now, as you'd appreciate, when any one of these business sectors begins to surge, those capital city office markets will respond rather rapidly with escalating rents and prices. However, during an economic downturn like the global financial crisis, those same market sectors tend to suffer dramatically. With a more balanced spread within its tenancy mix, the Melbourne office market is far better placed to withstand such economic movements. And while it may not reach some of the heady heights and peaks of Brisbane and Perth, nor does Melbourne plumb the depths experienced by those capital cities. So perhaps Melbourne lacks some of the excitement, but historically it's been able to offer investors a solid and far more predictable return. Tell me, how does that affect things going forward? Well, as I explained recently to my mentor group, there is a certain rule of thumb for office market vacancies around Australia. And it's really quite simple. For an office market to be in balance, you need to have a vacancy rate of somewhere between 6 and 8%. And it's a bit like unemployment. You see, a 5% unemployment rate is effectively full employment because anything lower than that is starting to put pressure on wages. And similarly, you need a 6 to 8% vacancy rate with offices so that 
the companies in the market can legitimately upsize or downsize with sufficient choice from the availability of space. And it's important that, you know, you understand that. Anyway, the latest snapshot, which is also part of what you can download below, is courtesy of Savile's research as at August in 2018. And as you can see from that table, both Sydney and Melbourne markets have firmed to where they have vacancy rates of 4.6 and 3.6 respectively. And on the face value, this would normally indicate both markets are getting somewhat overheated. This may be the case with Sydney. However, Melbourne does have some space coming onto the market shortly, which will probably push its vacancy rate up closer to 6%, returning it to a more balanced position. Now, you've seen the Perth, Adelaide and Brisbane markets show some improvement over the past few months to where their vacancy rates are currently sitting at 194 14.7 and 14.6% respectively. And obviously are still way above the norm for a balanced market. And it's what I'm, you get to see when you compare the two tables and you understand the reasons why, because those sectors that cause the oversupply of space are suffering and will continue to suffer for a little bit longer. Now, the mining sector seems to be picking up, but it still hasn't mop up the spare space that's become available in uh, Brisbane and Perth. So effectively, what does that mean for investors? Well, right now for investors, the Sydney market would appear to be at or pretty close to its peak. However, the Melbourne market should still provide you with some good opportunities and upside over the next few years because, as I said, there will be some more space coming onto the market, moving it back towards a balanced position whereas the other capital city markets have not really yet bottomed out. And you have to expect that there's still a little while yet before those other three main capital CBD office markets would be considered attractive. So at the moment, your market, your best market, I think, is Melbourne, and that seems to be the case. It's interesting, 80% of my clients would tend to come from interstate. There seems to be about 30% from Western Australia, 30% from Queensland, and about 20% from New South Wales. Interestingly, they all seem to want to buy their properties in Melbourne. And I guess that's because they're just looking for more predictable growth and income going forward, which is what historically, the Melbourne market has been offering. You know, it's interesting listening to you explain just how to interpret everything that's going on, because quite often the media reports the facts without providing any real interpretation. Well, sometimes you simply need to step back and take a helicopter view of things, but mostly it all comes down to having observed events unfolding over the past 45 years or so. And it's certainly that experience 
I appreciate you sharing with our listeners.